0: Proverbs chapter 20, of the Bible reads Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging. Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. The fear of a king is as the roaring of a lion. Whoso provoketh him to anger sins against his own soul. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. most men will proclaim every one his own goodness but a faithful man who can find dear heavenly father thank you for this opportunity to preach your word in your house lord tonight and thank you for friendship baptist church and pastor tim and i pray that you would just fill me with your holy holy spirit right now and to allow me to preach your word and edify and um, in jesus name amen. amen all right so we're there in proverbs chapter 20 and the reason why i'm preaching this sermon i'm preaching on drunkenness tonight um, the reason why I'm preaching is, this is because there's no shortage of people out there, whether it's on the internet, whether it's people in our day-to-day lives who want to convince us that drinking is okay, people that want to convince us that you can just be a social drinker, people that want to um, try to lead us down that path of drunkenness, and the reality that the Bible teaches is that drunkenness uh, is a slippery slope. Once you start going down that slope, it's hard to get yourself back out of it. Now, the Bible says, wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. You see, the Bible says you're an idiot. The Bible says you're not wise, you're foolish, if you think that alcohol is not going to destroy your life. If you think that you can just get away, And, and don't get me wrong, I'm saying obviously there's a difference between someone who drinks very rarely or drinks occasionally versus someone who is a drunker, who gets blackout drunk. But let me tell you, everyone who has who becomes someone who's actually a drunkard, who's blackout drunk, started that way in the first place, didn't they? They started off being a social drinker, being an occasional drinker. Now, this whole passage here, Proverbs 20, verse 1 through 6, this, these points all tie together with verse 1 here, so let's look at verse 2. The fear of a king is as the roaring of a lion, whoso provoketh him to anger sinneth against his own soul. Now, who's your king tonight? What's your king's name? My king's name is Jesus. Yeah. Now Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I don't want to provoke him to anger, do you? I don't want to provoke... It's, my soul's going to be hurting if I do that. It's going, to, it's going to hurt if you provoke the king to anger. Verse 3, It is an honor for every man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. Just like verse 1, it says you're not wise if you're deceived by alcohol. Um, every fool will be meddling. We want to cease from strife. If we drink, if we... You know, especially if, if you become a drunkard, if you get into a habit of drinking, it's going to cause strife in your life. It's going to cause contentions. It's going to cause contempt and hatred in our lives. And that's something that we want to avoid. We want we want to live peaceably as much as is possible with all men. We want to live peaceably. In verse number four, the slugger will not plow by reason of the cold, therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. Do I even have to say that alcohol makes you lazy? It makes you not show up to work on time it makes you not um, it makes you not have a good work ethic and that's something that we want to avoid as well verse five counsel in the heart of man is like deep water but a man of understanding will draw it out most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness but a faithful man who can find you see we're not going to be a faithful man we're not going to be a faithful servant of christ if we get down the road of drunkenness turn to Proverbs chapter 31 you see, the other reason I'm preaching this tonight is because tonight is New Year's Eve. Tonight is, is um, you know, it's supposed to be kind of a fun night, right? Um, a night of you know, people getting together. But for a lot of people, it's a night of shame and folly. Yeah. For a lot of people, I guarantee yeah. you, there's thousands right. of people across America right. right now who have not had a drink all year. They haven't had a drink in two years or three years. But they're going to have that drink tonight, yeah. and they might regret it. They might... Um, right. How many times have you ever heard of people getting, whether it's a DUI, whether it's domestic violence, this or that, any kind of problems that alcohol can cause, and they hadn't, it was the first drink that they've had in who knows how long, right? It's another shame and folly, it causes, uh, it causes you to be a mockery amongst your peers. It causes you to be, um, causes you to, to causes many people to go into a blind rage and to get um, more of a raging type of spirit, and a hateful spirit. Also at Proverbs 31, verse 1, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. What, my son, and what the son of my womb, and what the son of my vows? Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes' strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law, and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish. And wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. You see, the Bible is teaching you that alcohol is going to make you miserable. If you look upon the the wine when it's red, when you give it this color in the cup, um, that is the wine is fermented, obviously. And the same thing applies for liquor and beer as well. It's going to make you miserable. It's not for kings. You see, the Bible says in Hebrews seven, as believers we're a royal priesthood. We're supposed to be kings and priests. After our high priest, which is Jesus Christ, after the order of Melchizedek in Hebrews 7. But it says here um, in verse 5, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. You see, we forget God's law. When, When you forget God's law, when you don't have the law hiding in your heart, when you don't hide the word of God in your heart, You have distorted judgment. You have perverted judgment. and synonym will be either distorted or irrational judgment. It makes you lose rationality in your judgment. Not only in regards to the things of God, but the things of life in general. And there's so many stories in the Bible I could turn to. Don't make me turn to Genesis chapter 19, or (laughs) Genesis chapter 9, right? Or or, uh, Habakkuk chapter 2. There's many stories of people that would have had good judgment and people that were even saved but they turned out to make you know horrible decisions just based on the fact that they were drunk whether it was blackout drunk or whether um, whatever the case may be alcohol was involved and their distortion their uh, judgment got distorted so let's turn to ch- uh, titus chapter one titus chapter one and of course the apostle paul and all throughout the new testament it does talk about Um, Being sober as well I want to show you a few things here Um, As far as a good example, let's look at Titus chapter 1 uh, Verse 6, this is one of the passages that we look to as the qualifications For a pastor or for a leader of a church in verse 6 it says if any be blameless the husband of one wife Having faithful children not accused of riot or unruly for a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by some doctrine to both exhort and to convince the gainsayers." You see all the things that sobriety is associated with in the Bible. Sobriety is associated with being blameless, being the husband of one wife, being a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, um, having a temperate spirit, not a spirit of raging, mm-hmm. having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly, mm-hmm. and holding fast to the faithful word. This is the faithful word right here, the word of God, as he has been taught. That's something that not only for pastors and preachers, but just for us, for us in our Christian lives as well. We want to make sure that we're... Um, holding fast unto the word of God. Flip over to Titus chapter 2. <clears throat> Titus chapter 2, um, yeah, verse 1. We'll see some more good examples. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be silver, again, silver, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. These sound very similar to what we saw in chapter 1, doesn't it? verse 3 and uh, verse 3 the aged women likewise that they be in behavior as becometh holiness not false accusers not given to much wine teachers of good things that they may teach the young women to be sober to love their husbands to love their children to be discreet chaste keepers at home good obedient to their own husbands that the word of god be not blasphemed young men likewise exhort to be sober minded in all things showing thyself A pattern of good works in doctrine showing uncorruptness gravity sincerity sound speech that cannot be condemned that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed having no evil thing to say of you see I like Titus chapter 1 and 2 because it's equal opportunity it hits on the men and the women it's um, tells the the elderly you know the aged men and the aged women likewise to make sure that the younger ones are staying sober that the younger ones are holding fast to the faithful word, that they uh, have good behavior as become as holiness, right? Now, all these things, when you're sober, see, when you, when you have a leader of a church, when you have a pastor who's sober, a pastor who's not given to wine, not given to any kind of drunkenness, in verse 7 it says, in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. You see, we're supposed to show ourselves, even, um, even for us that are not the pastor, we're supposed to show ourselves unto our brethren as a pattern of good works, as an example of what, um, of, of what good works look like, and the, the only way you can do that is to be sober. The only way you can do that, obviously, you know, um, if if you touch, you know, alcohol, obviously, I've I've drank in the past. That's the reason why I'm so passionate about this subject is I don't want anyone else falling down that path. But right. besides that. <clears throat> Um, if, if you have your mind on that constantly, if you have your mind on where you're going to get your next drink, where you're going to um, have your next party or what have you, your mind is not in the things of God. And last place, let's turn to First uh, Peter chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5. First Peter 5 and... Yeah, verse 8 verse peter 5 8 be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour whom resists steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world you see with all these mentions of sobriety in the new testament there's no way you can tell me that the bible teaches some kind of doctrine of social drinking or, or drinking in church or anything like that but it says uh, be sober why does it say be sober and be vigilant because your adversary the devil walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour the devil is out to devour you yeah. and one of the, the biggest ways that he devours Christians and he even devours unsafe people right. is by getting them into alcohol, it's by right. getting them into drugs yeah. and everything else once you get down that road your your judgment is going to be distorted um, Whom resists steadfast in the faith we're supposed we're commanded to be steadfast and resist the devil. It's not going to happen automatically. It's going to happen by taking heed thereunto according to thy work. Uh, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Because we know that our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, many of us struggle with the same thing. So if we see uh, if we see someone like our pastor or someone, a brother in Christ who's uh, who's able to overcome these things, then them, we're, we're supposed to take you know take the example of them or we're supposed to be an encouragement to our brothers so let's pray dear heavenly father thank you so much for this opportunity i pray that you bless the next preacher with your spirit and help us be edified tonight. in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. good job brother